Hi, I'm your host, Koi, and thank you for listening to this episode of Crime Nerds. Today's episode is going to be a little different. I've covered cases involving people who have been on the FBI's most wanted list, but this case, the suspect is currently on the FBI's top 10 most wanted list. The title of this episode is named after him, but just to bring awareness to his name and the fact that he is wanted. But really, this is the story of Sandy Lee. On August 9th, 2016, around 9 p.m. in Charlotte, North Carolina, 23-year-old Sandy Lee told her Uncle Bobby that she needed to run to a local Walmart to pick some stuff up. But 18 hours later, on August 10th, Sandy hadn't returned home yet, and her uncle grew more and more worried about her, and he ended up reporting her missing to the Charlotte Police Department. As investigators are gathering information about Sandy, such as her normal routines, a friend of hers began going through Sandy's text messages on her iPad. The friend came across messages from a guy named Alex, and Sandy's family informed police that Alex's real name was Alejandro Castillo, and he was a 17-year-old guy that was a former co-worker of Sandy's from Shomar's, a restaurant that she worked at. At one point, Sandy loaned Alex some money, Through these text messages from August 9th, Alex was wanting to meet up with Sandy so that he could repay her the money, and they agreed to meet at a gas station. So detectives with the Charlotte Police Department, they began looking into Alex, and their next step is to go interview him. And as they're getting ready to interview Alex, his mom called 911, and she was wanting to report him missing. So now the police have two missing people that they knew were planning to meet up together. Police were looking into the possibility that maybe Alex and Sandy ran off together. But then they come across something that makes this even more odd. They learn that there's a third person missing. On August 10th, Alex was last seen getting into a vehicle with his girlfriend, Amia Feaster. And Amia also worked at the same restaurant that Alex and Sandy worked at. Detectives found the security video that showed Sandy taking out $1,000 from a gas station ATM. On the video, she parked in front of the gas station, walked inside alone, and went to the ATM and took the money out. There were no signs of anyone with her, and there were no signs that she looked to be in any distress. But one thing that confused everyone was Alex owed her $1,000. So why would she go meet someone that is supposed to pay her money back, and then she ends up taking out the exact amount that she's supposed to get paid? And then, four days after all three people were reported missing, Amia's vehicle was located. It was left abandoned on the side of the road in a rural area near Charlotte, by a creek. Investigators noted that the vehicle looked like it was quickly parked and abandoned. Then, Amia called her mom. She told her that she was with Alex and everything was fine. Then, Alex called his mom, and he just said that he was okay. Everything was okay. He said that he and Amia were traveling together, but neither of them mentioned 
being with Sandy. So Alex and Amia, they both reached out to their family. Now detectives were thinking that if all three of them did run off together, then maybe Sandy would be reaching out to her family. But her family never received a phone call. Police learned that Alex was from Phoenix, Arizona, and he still had family members there. The Charlotte Police Department then reached out to the FBI for help. The FBI tracked down the family members who confirmed that Alex and Amia had been there, but they had already left, and they were headed to the Mexico border. So agents began trying to find out which spot that they might cross into Mexico at. They move in on the border town of Nogales, which is a well-known place for people to park and catch a bus to the border. While agents were there, they couldn't find Alex or Amia, but they did find something. They found Sandy's car, abandoned in a parking lot. The FBI then contacted Homeland Security and Border Patrol for help. The agencies were able to find video footage of Alex and Amia crossing the border into Mexico, but there were no signs of Sandy. One thing that stood out in the video, Alex and Amia had multiple bags of luggage. Amia was even carrying a pillow under her arm. With the luggage packed, it led investigators to believe that whatever was going on, it was something that they had planned for. Now, back in Charlotte, the search is intensified. Police begin using helicopters, dogs, and search teams to look around the area where Mia's car was found abandoned. And on August 17, 2016, the search ends when police come across the dead body of a woman in the woods who is identified as Sandy. If you like true crime stories, then I think you'll like my book one moment. Or at least, I hope you'll like it. While it's not a true crime story, it does have a mystery and suspense element to the story. The book is available on Amazon as a paperback copy or an ebook, and the link is in the show notes. And what goes so well with reading a book? A good cup of coffee. Recently, I've been drinking coffee from Barney's Coffee and Tea Company. I've been drinking the creamy buttery caramel flavor which is hands down my favorite so far. And if you'd like to try some coffee from Barney's, the Amazon link to order some is also in the show notes. Now back to the show. When Sandy's body was found, she had a gunshot wound to the back of her head which an autopsy confirmed was her cause of death. Now everything changed. The police and FBI, they weren't just looking for runaway teenagers anymore with Alex and Amia. Now they're looking for murder suspects on the run. Two months after Sandy's body was found, investigators were shocked. Amia actually turned herself into authorities in Mexico. From there, she was extradited from Mexico to Houston, Texas. Investigators flew from North Carolina to Texas, and Amia somewhat cooperated with an interview. According to Amia, she and Alex, they wanted to start a new life together, but they didn't have any money, and they needed that in order to start their new life. So Alex came up with a plan, and he believed that he could get money from Sandy. The plan was that he would meet up with Sandy and then have her get the thousand dollars. While Amia did agree to do the interview with investigators, she wasn't going out of her way to help out. 
She would talk about her and Alex wanting to start a new life together and his plan to get money from Sandy, but then she wouldn't really go into any details on how Sandy died. And then she just said that Alex left her stranded in Mexico, and that's why she ended up turning herself in. And she claimed that she had no idea where Alex was. Then, investigators were able to get the text messages between Alex and Amia, which shed a whole new light on things. On August 9th, around 11.30pm, just an hour and a half after Sandy was telling her uncle that she was running to Walmart, Alex sent Amia a text saying, hold on babe, we're doing something with the evidence. Then on August 10th, around 3 o'clock in the morning, Alex sent Amia another text asking her to bring him the clock. Amia ended up being charged with accessory to murder and extradited back to North Carolina. While Amia is facing her charges, Alex is still on the run. He's currently on the FBI's top 10 most wanted list. One of the biggest questions investigators had was when they saw the surveillance video, it didn't look like Sandy was in any distress at the ATM. She went alone and there was no signs of her being forced to take money out. Amia was able to provide a few answers for that as well. You see, Alex targeted Sandy for this scheme to get money because he knew that she would do whatever she could to help people. Alex was able to convince Sandy that he was in debt to a couple of gang members. He said that the gang was threatening to kill him if he didn't pay them back. And believing that Alex, her former co-worker and friend even, was in trouble, Sandy offered to help. Now, knowing that Sandy was offering to help Alex, it makes even less sense as to why he would kill her. And it's a question that still doesn't have any answers. But the one thing that is known, there is a reward for information leading to the arrest of Alejandro Alex Castillo. He's believed to be hiding somewhere in Mexico and someone knows where he is. And one day, when he's in custody, then maybe Sandy's family will have some answers. But until then, this brings us to a conclusion of this episode of Crime Nerds. Thank you for listening, and you can check out photos from this episode on Instagram and Facebook at Crime Nerds Podcast.